Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Sports Bar with Danger and Vitaglia. The Bills, they're working to hire Ron Curry as the quarterback coach slash passing game coordinator. They have to replenish this roster. Mike Danger. I'm Danger. Danger, Will Robinson. Danger. I'm the sarcastic one. Gene is the credible, mostly serious guy who's the hardcore sports man. I'm just joking around. It's not that serious to me. Gene Vitaglia. Live uh, club Chino. Yeah. yeah. He's got the strobe light going. Got to eat the XY. DJ Eugene Lover. <laughs> People with tune in from our show just to hear me spinning the tunes. A two to one loss to the Dallas Stars. Ottinger won that game for him. 48 shots the Sabres threw at Ottinger. He was unbelievable. More consistently inconsistent. Emmerich's hockey. Guess how many games they have? Oh, nine, games, nine games. Nine times. Yeah. In 16 days. She's just 16 years old. My focus is up there. Crunch. Tiger Woods. Tiger is back. All-star guard Jalen Brunson twisted his right ankle last night, did not finish. Popcorn is overrated. All right, all right. You ever notice you do that? All right. 95.7 FM and AM 950, The Fan, Rochester. Back in the sports bar. It's Danger and Bataglia. Great conversation last hour with PJ Glasser. Joined us from Las Vegas. We'll have another guest joining us from Vegas Next on the Sports Bar, we check in with our buddy from Blogging the Boys, SB Nation. That's RJ Ochoa, who's there in Vegas to take on this weekend's festivities. Yeah, um, we'll, uh, I'll get to this Bayheim lunardi thing here in a little bit. Uh, looking forward to talking to uh, RJ Ochoa. We do have time uh, for your calls in this segment, 866-4FAN, 866-4326. Uh, let's get to some takes on tap, Gino. Yeah, I saw this from our buddy Nate Geary, who posted this today. He said it felt weird last night. What would feel weird? And, well, you had a night where the Sabres... And the Knicks were playing at the same time, and he opted not to watch the Sabres. They actually watch, watch the Knicks. Nate, it shouldn't feel weird. It's okay. Look, the Knicks are the more compelling team, but there's something. I think there's something in our DNA as a sports fan that says we need to be with our team through thick and thin, particularly when it comes to a local team. And if you fall in the same boat as Nate and I, where you're a Sabre fan and a Knicks fan, there's no debate here. You're watching the Knicks last night. If you think both sports are on an even plane, you're watching the team that has something to play for. Um, If you disagree with me on this, that's fine, too. Don't shame somebody who identifies through thick and thin. Um, But for the fan who says, a Sabre fan that says, you know what? Nah, you know, I'm good here. 
Um, that does not make you less of a fan. Yeah, I think that what the Sabres have shown you through their actions this season is that you're not ready to come back yet. They're not ready to have us yet because the product has been mediocre at best. They've been more consistently inconsistent, the line I like to keep using. Now, I do think that there is something to how you grew up and, and what sports you may have played growing up. Personally, I'm going to watch hockey over basketball because that's the sport I'm familiar with. It's a sport I grew up playing. If you played basketball growing up, you probably look at hockey like, I don't get it. It's not for me. I'd rather watch the Knicks. It's all good, and there's enough room for everybody to enjoy their favorite sport or their favorite team, and you shouldn't feel shame or you shouldn't feel down, even if that team happens to reside in your backyard the way the Sabres do for us. Hey, man, look, I'm the one that was saying all last week, like, wow, the Knicks are fun. This is a lot of fun watching this team. To me, it's about the E word, expectation. And I think our expectation with the Sabres was, I don't think it was make the postseason, but let's not be embarrassing. Let's not take a giant step backward. This team is 10 points out of a playoff position. Well, where they ended up last year was just a point. So, like, how how are they going to get over the tump? You know, well, they're not anywhere close to that right now. Where the Knicks... Their best team in the East right now. Yeah. And Giants step backwards, I wouldn't call this season a giant step backwards. It is certainly a step backwards. Giants step backward to be like, oh no, you're back like, you know, worst team in the league status where they have been and we have suffered through here through years of the drought. They're just not playing up to the level of expectation. You're right. And, and, you know, there are moments where like last night where you could be like, hey, UPL played well. Yeah, I'm sorry. Ettinger was better. He was just better and you need to play better. These guys need to play better. And, you know, Darlene, you know, for all the saves that, that Ottinger made last night, like, hey, you know, here's here's a thought. Maybe not just shoot it right at him or not shoot it when he has a clear line of vision because I felt like most of those shots were very, very easy saves for that goaltender to make. And, and I think Darlene recognized that as well. You didn't watch the game. I'll explain it to you. Mm-hmm. He had plenty of opportunities to cash in. And when he didn't, he was visibly frustrated on the ice, exasperated, stick over the head, just, you know, can't do that. Throwing a puck. Can't do that. Yep. And and this is, this is one of your captains. If that's the case, if that frustration is with, you know, is with him, then I wonder how much of that is prevalent throughout the court. And look, they're all pressing. That's the problem. They're pressing. I think they're just pressing and they feel the pressure and the pressure is not going to go away the rest of this season. And we said they needed to to lose no less than 10 games. Well, there's one. Yeah, now it's the magic number, nine. Yeah, now they lose nine. Speaking of the magic number, if I may, I want to highlight a couple of our listeners. First, I want to highlight uh, Chris, who came into the uh, studios here at High Falls last Thursday. And I I apologize for not doing this sooner. He met uh, with my wife, Sandy, who's uh, part of one of their their features that they're doing on their show with Spazano and Sandy on the buzz. And... Sandy's getting upset because this has become a growing theme. She'll she'll talk to people that listen to her show, and they say, "I love your husband." Show. Yes. <laughs> Yo, can we meet Danger? Can I see Danger? You know, she ran into. Uh, I want to say it was Nick. I, I think it was Nick at uh, Ide right. uh, a few weeks ago, and and the same thing occurred. She's like, "This is becoming like a theme where as soon as she meets somebody, the, the first thing that they're saying is, "Hey, uh, is is Danger here? Can we can we meet? We'd really like to meet Danger." So she, you know, she's giving me a little hard time on that. But Chris, we appreciate you listening, and also want to appreciate Dan who took to social media to rank his top 
10 favorite sports talk shows. Now, Dan, uh, you know, is is a listener, so we want to be respectful. At the same time, where do you think Dan ranked us? And do you think he did this by design? Do you think we're actually See, higher on his rankings, or do you think he's just being cute? Nine I, times. I think he's being kitschy here, which I'm totally fine with, Dan. And also, Danger, like... There's only one other local show that got in the rankings, that being One Bills Live. And One Bills Live was Steve Tasker. Okay, Tasker's ahead of us on the list. That's okay. No, I'm not satisfied with ninth. I'm not going to take that lightly. Uh, And I know that there's no shame in that, but that's not where I want to finish. I'm not happy about being ninth. Uh, So working harder to move up Dan's rankings starting now. And Dan, we're going to hold you accountable as well. You think that these rankings are going to be annual rankings? Oh, no, no, no. We want monthly updates. Well, he hasn't revealed his top four yet. So where I'm saying, oh, this is fine and everything. Like if (laughs) he puts in some show that was on the air in Rochester years ago. (laughs) Number two, Bob Matthews, even though it hasn't been on the air for Get, get, number Dan, number two, the radio press box. Yeah, Dan, yeah. Dan, we're we're gonna trust that you're a credible fan of sports talk radio, and your rankings carry some weight with us. Do them monthly so we can see just how much we're progressing up your rankings. We want to see growth. We want to see progress. We're going to hold you accountable just like you hold us accountable. We appreciate you listening to the show. Just know that we are not. Satisfied with being, at least I'm, I, I believe I'm speaking for you yeah. as well. We are not satisfied with being ninth on Dan's rankings of his favorite sports talk shows. Not good enough. Not good enough. Uh, before we get to your calls, I got one take here on Syracuse basketball. Actually, it's not a Syracuse basketball take. <laughs> it's a Jim Beheim take. And this is a little spicy here. Jim Beheim weighing in. ESPN's Joe Lunardi. You know Joel, Joe Lunardi. This is his, his entire life ranking teams, who's in, who's out. He says right now the ACC has only three teams that will get into the tournament. Uh, Okay. Uh, Who would be those three teams? It's North Carolina, Virginia, Duke. Nobody else. Uh, Says Beheim, quote, to say there's only three teams in the tournament, I don't know what metrics you're using. You're using blind man metrics. That's what you're using. All right. So, danger, like, (laughs) who is right here? Jim Beheim? Joe Lunardi. Mm. All right. So let's just kind of assume North Carolina, although North Carolina last night. Did you see that loss? Oh, I, 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 uh, I'm on BetQL every day. I go on BetQL every day because I, I like to have an advantage. I want to look for edges yeah. where I can find them. And they do a great job of diving into to the lines and watching the, how the lines are moving and, and where there are spots. We talk about wanting the, to cash in on those spots. And one of the BetQL analysts yesterday wrote about that specific game that this is a letdown spot for Carolina. Well, you look at the history of that series. Clemson was one in fifty nine at Chapel Hill. Yeah, you think, oh my gosh, those two pro? No, not even close. Yeah. Well, that win number two came last. Yeah. Night. He also identified, uh, I believe, Kansas State uh, earlier in the week as well. Like they they, they are uh, they do a great job of identifying spots, following the trends, and helping you beat the books. They check it every day. So three teams. Okay, I'm going to assume Lonardi saying North Carolina, Virginia, and Duke. Okay, those are the three teams in. But then when Beheim's saying there should be six, who would be the next? Well, the next three in the standings are. NC State, Wake, and Florida State, which. <laughs> okay. All right. um, yeah, that's kind of like, yeah, yeah it's like some, it. someone cut one, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, they, don't, they don't feel like tournament teams. So, all right, let's go to a respectric metric. Should we, Jim? 
Ken Palm. All right. So where do you think these are ranked? Actually, Wake Forest is ranked 25th in Ken Palm. Okay. North Carolina State, 76. How many teams are in the tournament? Oh, yeah, they, 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 would, they would be out. Florida State, 81st. Yep. And in case you were curious, Syracuse is 88th, which would also put them way, way out. So three teams, all right. I'll, I'll give you one maybe. But I'm sorry, Jim, that's not blind man metrics. Well, I think you're, you're viewing what's being said here by both of these men through the, the wrong filter because there isn't a right or a wrong, and there never is. There's just takes and Lenardi has his analytics to back up his takes whereas Bayheim has his emotional investment to back up his takes and that's all this is it's just two guys two takesmen now being paid to deliver heat and they can feel that heat as it comes out of their mouth no, they no, can no, no, feel no, it no, as see, it crosses like, their it's tongue not, no Lenardi is not a takesman his job is actually this is my track record. These are takes. No, it's it. He is not a take. He is forecasting. He's trying to like. I'm telling set you, the, set the table there. Ken Palm is a take. Ken Palm is not a take. It's That's a take. straight math, it's, dude. It's a take. No, it's it, no, no. Now he's you're upsetting you, me. He's using it to support his take. His take that three teams will be in the tournament. Versus, you know, and, and you hear, if you're Jim Beheim, here's why it's a take. Because if you're Jim Beheim, you hear three teams, and you immediately get upset. What are you looking at? That's ridiculous. You're a blind man if you can't see that more than three teams. So it's they're both delivering takes. There's no right or wrong. And eventually, you might be right, Gino. It might be four teams. But isn't that like, you know, when you're having a sports, what, you're blind? Like blind man metrics like Jim. Jim, can you... Can you fortify that argument? Oh, he needs to spend a little bit more time yeah. with Stephen A, and he'll he'll get better at his craft. <laughs> you can give us a call at 866-4FAN, 866-4326. Rick uh, wants to talk a little Syracuse, and uh, he's calling from Rochester. What hey, up, Rick? Rick? What's going on, buddy? Hey, I don't know if you noticed, uh, when Benny Williams got the technical foul, and he threw the ball, and then he was taken out of the game, he walked to the end of the bench, and he spit. And I haven't heard anybody mention that. I don't know if you can see it on YouTube, but he let go a big wad of spit, and I wonder how much of an effect that had, and if you guys have heard any specifics on the reason he's gone. Well, uh, Rick, I appreciate the call, and and truthfully, I was calling the RIT game on on Saturday, so I did not see that. I can go look it up. Um, I just point to he was suspended back in December. So if you're if you are suspended for two games, somebody who in the course of his career started 25 games for the Orange. So this is a guy that's actually kind of important and he was coming off the bench and maybe his numbers were a little bit down. But you're not suspending a player unless you get a, Hey, we got a real problem here. And this is like kind of your last warning sort of thing. Yeah, this is Red Ox reflexing. This is line in the sand time. You're either with me or you're against me. If you want to be a part of this team, here's how it's going to go. And if you don't want to be a part of this team, we'll move on without you and we will be fine. You're not above the orange. You're a part of this team. I get all of that. Uh, and as far as what led to his dismissal, look, there's a lot of things that we don't get the chance to see. Maybe it was as simple as he let a, a giant Greg Luganis out while he was at the end of the yeah. bench. Or maybe there's a lot more to it behind the scenes that we don't have access to or we don't get to see. We don't know what the relationship is between player and coach. But you have to imagine, given you know the history and that suspension, that it wasn't good and he wasn't getting better. And if he wasn't going to play along and do what the coach was asking him to do, 
you're gone. That's life. That's a life lesson. That's a hard life lesson for Benny Williams. And I think he'll be fine. And I think the orange will be fine. Maybe not this year, but long-term, I like what Autry did here. I think this is a good line in the sand moment. And maybe you're using him as an example, but it, it, if if he's truly not on board with your program and what you're trying to accomplish, then get him out of here. You don't need him. Yeah. Um, he skipped the handshake line too. Where do we come down on that? Skipping that. It's terrible. Yeah. Come on. Have some class. Okay, you're competitive. We're all competitive. Nobody wants to lose. Show some respect. I'm 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 big on that. Got to got to respect your opponent afterwards. I mean, again, gr- growing up playing hockey, and and you know, even in men's league hockey, when you shake your hands after the game, like there are guys that you're playing against, you're like, I hate that guy. If I see that guy up at the bar, I'm gonna throw. I want to, you know, during the game, you want to throw it out. Can't do it. Got to respect. Got to respect. You, you you can grit your teeth while you're going that's through right. the line. You that's don't right. have to say a word. But that's right. You have to show that. That's that's sportsmanship. That's I mean that's a, that's a low bar to clear, man. You gotta at least show that respect. And I never liked that when the pros did it. You know, it rubs a lot of people the wrong way. But with Williams, I just think that that you know, look, kid, if you, if you're not on board with what we're trying to do here, if you can't get in line with the program, we will be fine without you. This is a moment for Autry to show the rest of the guys on his team, you're either with me or you're not. And if you want to leave at the end of this year, that's fine. We will find other guys. We will continue the program. You are not bigger than the program. The program will be just fine. So when we talk to PJ Glasser, because honestly, like it never even crossed my mind that tonight I just figured, all right, th- okay, that w- this will wake everybody up and they're going to blow out a really inferior opponent of Louisville. And by the way, what the heck happened to Louisville basketball? Well, that's a different topic. PJ bringing up that these things have a negative effect on teams sometimes. And then when you factor in, wait a second, sleepy Wednesday night in Syracuse, like there's PJ is saying, we, we can't do this in New York state. Take Louisville in the points tonight. Yeah. It's, it's not out of the realm of possibility. You're a good team. If you want to be considered a good team, you throttle an inferior opponent, but Syracuse has just looked flat. And, and you know that the, the dismissal of Williams has had an effect on the players there are players on this team that love that guy. They're going to miss that guy. They wish they were playing with that guy. He's not on the team anymore. How do they respond? How do they react? And again, I, I think this is a, a true line in the sand, a defining moment for Autry in his young coaching career. Will they respond the way you want them to respond or will they continue down this spiral? Because if you lose to Louisville tonight, you know, then there's yeah. going to be some pitchforks out. Like, what is this program doing? What happened? How did it get so bad? And maybe it's just like, all right, let's just play it out through the season. Start over from scratch. I mean, this is what NIL allows you to do. Next season, yeah. you're coming back with a whole new roster. And maybe the results are better when you get guys that are more bought into what you're selling. If you're if you're Red Autry, um, yeah, it'll be uh, interesting to see. It, too bad that we can't uh, legally play some action on that game, but uh, we'll, we'll monitor what uh, the Orange do here against an inferior opponent in Louisville tonight. And if you're uh, listening to PJ, PJ likes taking Louisville with uh, the points. Yeah, that game tonight in the ACC Network. The other thing, too, that we, we haven't touched on, and you saw this, like, wait a second, ESPN, Fox, Turner, all in business together to launch their new streaming service? Dude, sports only. Sports only. Everybody's saying, well, this is great. It's going to save me money. No. Are you kidding? It's going to save you money? Huh. They'll know the exact price point. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's not going to save you money. I mean, what, what is the price point for all of it? If ESPN 
was no longer available on your platform of choice or your cable provider or your satellite provider. If it was no longer available and they bundled ESPN with Turner and with all the regional sports networks and everything and just offered you one giant sports package, what would that be worth to you? What would you pay for that? Because I I have a number in my head of what I could live with, and it would probably mean that I would cancel my other streaming services. Well, that that's the thing, too. And, and if it's just a decision for me, but like us, we live in households danger where we're, there are non-sports Well, fans I can justify love- to my wife because she doesn't watch. I mean, she's not a big TV watcher, and we have other streaming platforms that we can enjoy. I, like, well, just my personal history, and it's because, well, I was on YouTube, and then they ditched the MLB network, and I'm like, oh, I can't do it. And then they got rid of SNY. I'm like, you're gone. gone. Yeah. You're gone. So I'm over on Fubo, and I'm paying 90 bucks a month now. And so yeah. well, that, that's, 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 that's going to be the number, right? The, the thing that – I don't know that it'll be that high for the sports content exclusively, um, but the, the, the thing about people thinking that it's going to save you money, I mean, the, the what I find most hilarious about – the, the new age that we're in, in terms of how we consume this content. I mean, for years, the complaint was cable has all these channels and I only watch four. And, oh, if we only had all a cart, they should allow us to pick the channels that we want. And we just pay for the channels that we watch and we pay for the channels that we want. Well, now you essentially have that. Have you saved the kind of money that you thought you were going to save when you have five different subscriptions? The answer is no. You're probably even paying more now than you were initially with your provider of choice back then. So you do a lot of reads on our station, Danger for FanDuel and others. Hi, I'm Mike Danger here for cable. Are you upset that you have four streaming providers? Cable can offer you the cost alternative. Yeah, look, I don't know what that looks like. How do you like my fake Mike Danger voice? Is that what I sound like? I'm doing like my a, Mike Danger impression. Do I sound like I sound like Casey Kasem? <laughs> I'm Mike Danger. Coming up next, 98PXY. Gene, I don't sound like Casey Kasem. What are you doing? Mike Danger for cable. I won't I won't listen to this. I won't stand for this. This is insulting. Reach for the stars and uh, <laughs> keep your feet. Go ahead. I'm Mike Danger. Keep your feet in the ground and keep reaching for the stars. I don't sound like that. Knock it off, pal. God, this guy. Uh, will I endorse cable? Uh, look, I'll I'll listen to anybody that wants to throw money my way. <laughs> Can I say I'm a whore? Yeah, let's go. Uh, I, what's the number though? What would you pay for that kind of package? What what would where would you cap it? Would I, you cap it at fifty? Would you cap it? Dude, I I, I can't live. Without baseball in the you summer, need or, you need it, right? You need it, so that's why. I mean, I on Fubo because I get MSG. I need to see the Sabers. That's the only one that that carries MSG. Therefore, I will be on Fubo. But I know MSG is they're rolling out their own platform. See, here's the thing: you think that you will still get ESPN on YouTube or what? No, you, they'll, they'll all disappear, and then the only place you can actually go, and that being it, and then it'll it'll start off at an okay price, maybe maybe ninety five bucks a month, and it'll go up and up and up and up. Yeah, if it starts off, if the if the starting price is that high, that's a tough that's a tough one. I might walk away from that. I might not pay that because that feels that's a gouge. That feels way too high. Well, the other thing, the X factor in in this too is we don't know, like when rights go up. 
like will your Netflix, will your Amazon yeah. get more and more here? I mean, that, you know, I'm kind of selective in in which ones I've chosen. Like, I I don't really care about Netflix. I hear a lot about the shows that are on Netflix. I'm like, yeah, that doesn't, you know, Tiger King, not for me. I don't really care. There, I'm sure there are plenty of good shows on Netflix, but you know, for me, I'm a, a ESPN Plus, Disney, Hulu. That like, I like that one, and I like that with with my Fubo. And I'm pretty well covered. I don't really need anything else. Like Prime, sure. Yes, give me Prime because it's included. But everything else is like, meh. Yeah, I don't, the Paramount ads are going to be great. They're fantastic. They're, they're going to get you attention in the Super Bowl when you see uh, Tua trying to throw Arnold over those mountains <laughs> over there. Yeah. Uh, but it, it's not going to be enough to get me to add another subscription. Peacock had me for a month. Bye-bye. Ultimately, if they said to me 25 bucks. And you get all of this sports content. I would, I would do that. That that feels reasonable. If you came to me and said ninety five bucks, nah, mm. I got to do a double take on that one. We'll see. RJ Ochoa is at the Super Bowl. He's in Vegas blogging the boys for SB Nation. The Cowboys are looking for a defensive coordinator. And we won't just talk to RJ just about what the Cowboys are doing, but we'll we'll dive into this here because there's a couple of oh, names, wow. one specifically that when we saw, we're like, yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Make it happen. Hire this guy, you coward. Let's go. Let's get him back in the league. Uh, we'll talk to uh, RJ about Rex Ryan interviewing <laughs> with the Cowboys for the defensive coordinator position. First, let's get to uh, the spot that Del Monte, Gino, because uh, you know Valentine's Day is, is coming up, of course. And if if you're ready, guys, nothing says I love you more than a gift card to the spot at Del Monte. They may not tell you what they actually want for Valentine's Day, but a gift card from the spot that Del Monte shows how much you've been, been paying attention. So let's go caller five right now at 866-4326-585-866-4FAN. If you're caller five, we'll get you a $100 gift card to the spa at the Del Monte just in time for Valentine's Day. Gift cards available also for purchase or in store online at delmontespa.com. Caller 5 866 4326. $100 gift card to the spa at the Del Monte from the fan. You're listening to the Sports Bar with Danger and Bataglia on 95.7 FM and AM 950, The Fan Rochester. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. A fan Rochester sports update. Got some Bills news here on a Wednesday as the team rounding out their coaching staff. 
Ron Curry is the new quarterback coach with more Chris Trapasso and One Bills Live. It's probably not many more jobs that are more enticing than being able to be the quarterback coach for Josh Allen. You can just look at what happened with Joe Brady, how quickly of a rise he had. So it's a great springboard for a coach like Ronald Curry. With Josh Allen, he will get an elite quarterback to be able to work with. Curry, formerly a quarterback at North Carolina. He was last on the Saints staff. We'll go to Las Vegas coming up next. Our friend RJ Ochoa from Blogging the Boys will join us next year on the Sports Bar. Syracuse basketball tonight hosting Louisville. The Orange have dropped two in a row. Sabres had 48 shots on goal last night, yet they only got one bye in the loss to Dallas. Next up, it's a home game against St. Louis Saturday afternoon. Gene Battaglia, the fan Rochester. Meet or on the rocks. It's the Sports Bar with Danger and Battaglia on the Sports Leader 95.7 FM and AM 950 The Fan, Rochester. We got to start uh, putting up more and more touchdowns as an offense and uh, knowing that that's, uh, that's going to be big playing against the San Fran team is uh, putting up touchdowns instead of uh, field goals and making sure we um, we make, sh- make their offense feel the pressure to keep scoring. I love about media day at the Super Bowl. That's Travis Kelsey, Chiefs tight end. Like, you're, you're dealing with such a wide audience that you really have to distill it down to, yeah, you know, the key for us is just going to be scoring more points than our opponent. That's that's really what we're going to need to do. We go to Vegas now. One of our buddies down there, RJ Achoa, is at the Super Bowl. Logging the boys. SB Nation. RJ, uh, good to have you on with us. I mean, selfishly, when we saw this name pop up as a potential candidate for defensive coordinator, we knew right away we got to get RJ's opinion. Well, on. actually, like it was just fortuitous timing. I reached out to RJ last night saying, "Hey, he's in Vegas," but I'm like, "Oh my gosh, Rex Ryan, Rex Ryan interviewing for the job." RJ, thank you for the time. You're in Vegas. We'll talk about what you've seen in Vegas in the game so far, but. Rex Ryan, is that a move you would endorse for the Dallas Cowboys? It's great to be with you all. Apologies for the background and ambient noise. It was about 2,000 and there were a few people all the people for y'all. Uh, so they're the jerks, not me. But, um, yeah, uh, Vegas is great, and it's only fitting that the Rex Ryan thing with Brent Ball were out here because it's truly that ridiculous in my mind. But uh, what do I know? I'm just a bit kind of fed up with who the Cowboys have been at the place. RJ, you know what? I think we've, we've got a, like kind of a, a bad connection. I'm going to try you right back here. So apologize for All that, right, folks. Well, well, Gina, uh, well, Gino works to get RJ back on the blower here and hopefully with a better connection while our RJ floating. You know how it is when you're in Vegas. If you're walking in and out of the casino, sometimes that, that reception can be a little bit sketchy. So hopefully we can get RJ on a more secure line here and, and have a conversation uh, about who they have there lined up for defensive coordinator with the Dallas Cowboys and just to have them paint a picture of what it's like there this week in Vegas with the Super Bowl coming up here on Sunday afternoon. Happy hour right around the corner as well. And I should also mention that this hour of the sports bar is brought to you by the Farmer's Dog, fresh human-grade dog food delivered right to your door. And don't forget with happy hour, a round of shots. And we'll also get to uh, last call where your Welcome to pull up a stool here in the sports bar at 866-4326. Again, 585-866-4FAN. All right, RJ blogging the boys from the Super Bowl. I believe we have a better connection. RJ, we we were discussing with you uh, Rex Ryan popping up as a potential candidate to be defensive coordinator for your team, for the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, well, it's great to be with you guys. The 2,000 people in here refuse to be quiet at my demand. So, you know, I think that that's really what's going on. Uh, but so apologies, but yeah, I mean, 
it's been a, a bit of a rough four weeks almost for the Cowboys since uh, since the season ended in, in pretty devastating fashion. And I don't know that Rex Ryan showing up to be the knight in shining armor was the um, the story that any of us envisioned. But, but I certainly don't feel that way. While Rex is a, a colorful character and, and somebody who I'm certain you both have fond memories of, um, I'd like to, to pass go and, and just collect $200 and not have to deal with this storyline anymore. But I doubt that that's going to be the case for the Cowboys. Yeah, no, you know, I think most people here in Western New York, RJ, and I'm sure there's people that would disagree with me, would say, you know what, good. <laughs> two years, it burned out in two years. It, like, you saw right through it. And, yeah, if, if, if Jerry Jones wants headlines, if he wants his team being uh, the lead on SportsCenter, yeah, Rex is your guy, but... I would think there's got to be an internal candidate that might be, uh, you know, qualified certainly to take over from Dan Quinn. Yeah, and I think a lot of people thought that that, that the natural succession plan would have been Joe Witt Jr., who you know, he obviously followed Dan to Washington. It's difficult to say that that was a silly move, given that there's a lot more job security there right now. We don't know what's going to happen with Dallas, obviously, a year from now. And I think that it's fair to say or fair to presume that that has served as, a, as an impediment potentially in, in this process and finding somebody who's willing to take the job just because you don't know. It's hard to kind of commit to, to this and, you know, to move. We all you know, like that. Uh, and just to have to potentially do it again a year from now. And so I, if I'm being honest to me, and, and this is just my own kind of, or, or kind of gut feel on this, this feels a lot like, you know, Max is in TV, the Super Bowl's going on, Jerry wants to make sure the Cowboys are a discussion point. But that's just me trying to read the tea leaves. They could be genuinely interested, which would be, would be a little bit more terrifying, to be honest with you. All right, well, along the lines of the internal candidates there, Aiden Dirty is uh, the defensive line coach, I want to say, and he's somebody that we know has interviewed with the Cowboys. Uh, what, what kind of a shot do you give him, given all the circumstances that we've kind of laid out here with this position? Yeah, he's really popular. I don't know if you recall when the Cowboys were on Hard Knocks, um, what will be three years ago this summer. Uh, he got a little bit of play. He's, um, he's international, and so a lot of people, you know, have a lot of fun with his accent. But I, if I'm, if I was a betting man, I'd bet against him getting the job. You know, the Cowboys and certainly the American Party have been a tight. Um, you know, they, they want, you know, coaches with former head coaching experience. Uh, they want leaders of men. Um, in this particular case, they want, uh, it seems like they want a bit of a disciplinarian or somebody who can at least, uh, be vocal like a disciplinarian. Ron, Ron Zimmer, excuse me, uh, Mike Zimmer obviously has a bit of a reputation for, uh, being kind of a, you know, a commander in chief. And meanwhile, Ron Rivera, who comes straight from the commanders, uh, seems like he just wants to try to institute his way, his philosophy, which is certainly going to be a lot of the as well. And so if, if I was, like I said, putting any money down on it, I am in Las Vegas after all. I would say that Aiden probably has the longest odds, in my personal opinion. Yeah, RJ Ochoa, who is in Las Vegas, and we'll talk to you about what you've seen here this week at your thoughts here on on the Super Bowl. But it's funny, RJ, because I, I see the Bills and, and the Cowboys fan base is almost being the same. Like, they're throwing our hands up in the air. Like, what do we got to do? And the Bills got one step further ahead than Dallas. But still, for Dallas to go out the way they did as a two seed i mean i'm just going to ask you the loaded question i mean what is it going to take for this cowboy team to get over the hump you know i, I think that I, I know i used to compare the cowboys and the bills and i think a lot of people have done that just kind of how recent history has gone but to your point the bills did get one step further now i think the bills have a, a similar sense of dread in that you know how do we get past kansas city specifically right they're just kind of the boogeyman for, for so many teams whereas for the cowboys it's just kind of their own way 
And I think what was particularly devastating about this loss relative to all of the devastating losses that we can kind of spin the wheel and choose from is, you said it, they were the two seed. They managed to leave Bob Philadelphia. They were undefeated at home. They got to play, you know, what would have been two playoff games had they won, obviously, in the building before potentially traveling for the NFC Championship game. They drew the seventh seed. I mean, which, you know, in a literal sense, is, is the weakest possible team that you can play in the playoff field. And so, you know, that they couldn't get it done, it does, it does kind of, apply this sense of if not now if you can't get it done with all these factors working in your favor what about when, when some of those wheels of fate aren't silent because if you can't do this now I mean it, it calls into question everything and I think that the foundation on which a lot of people kind of sit and stand was really shaken with how things went against Green Bay RJ, um, G- Gino and I have uh, a gentleman's uh, bet uh, underway that started a couple weeks ago uh, when Bill Belichick was relieved of his duties in New England. I believe that Bill Belichick is done as a head coach in the NFL and that we won't see him on the sidelines as a head coach uh, in the near future. Now, Jerry Jones obviously is complimentary. Bill Belichick and Jerry Jones have a mutual respect. I don't know that Jerry Jones would ever offer Bill Belichick the kind of control that he had while he was in, in New England. In, in your opinion how real is that for for you looking ahead to the crystal ball here if it does go poorly for mike mccarthy here in the last year of his contract do you see bill belichick as a viable option for the dallas cowboys in 2025 at this point it's, it's really difficult to say no i mean just because it feels like everything would be on the table as an option and i, I don't know you know the inner workings of ben johnson's mind but it does seem at least to me um like everyone who was a was a top candidate, top premier candidate, might be looking at, at the state of the NFL and looking at towards 225, or 2025, excuse me, because to your point, Dallas could have an availability. So Dallas could have an availability. If things are particularly Dallas, I mean, you guys are not better than me, maybe Buffalo could have an availability. You can marry yourself to a franchise format in any one of those circumstances that might not necessarily have been the case with this year's cycle. And so it makes sense in that particular sense to me that Mike Rabel, um, you know, Ben Johnson or whoever it might be, might be waiting for better opportunities and greener pastures. And I think if the Cowboys do ultimately wind up in that situation, it's hard to discount anybody. It's hard to say that anything is beneath them. I mean, who were they to judge at this point in time? Flirting or approaching the drought, actually hitting their years at that point in time. All right, so the, the bandwidth, we're going to fight through here with RJ because you sound good, and then it's kind of ducking in and out. But we appreciate you hanging with us here. Stand R- on one leg for the rest yeah, of the conversation, <laughs> please, RJ. <laughs> RJ Ochoa, uh, blogging the boys in Las Vegas. Um, just set a scene for us, uh, for us who have never been to, to Radio Row or even been to a Super Bowl. What has been your experience like this week here, RJ? Well, uh, I'll say first and foremost, the, uh, the cell reception sucks. If that isn't <laughs> obvious. Um, but, um, you know, um, it, it, it's starting to fill out the thing, you know, it does kind of progress as the week goes along, more people are getting into town, more, uh, athletes and personalities and, and people to interview. Uh, I thought it was the show in San Antonio that airs from six to 10 central, which is just the worst thing in the world, uh, here in the Pacific time zone. Uh, so when, when I get here at two thirty in the morning, it's pretty quiet. Uh, but it's getting fuller and fuller every day. The national shows have arrived as well. And so um, it's pandemonium. It's chaos. It's organized, which is, you know, what's interesting about the whole thing. Um, and, you know, I know it sounds cliche and, and lame and cheesy, but you really can't feel the buzz. It's the Super Bowl. It's the biggest, you know, sporting event that our country has to offer. I would say that most countries have to offer. And, um, you know, it, it's it's a good time. It's interesting here in Las Vegas. never been done before, obviously. And so kind of seeing how things unfold in the cold. I know that uh, I'm garnering no sympathy from you all on that front. 
But um, it's been a lot of fun. I'm excited to see how the week continues to unfold. All right, which direction are you leaning for the actual uh, the actual game on Sunday, RJ? I hate to tell y'all, but I did pick Buffalo to win, and then I picked Baltimore to win, and so I've just I've burned my hand too many times on this stove. Yeah. It's it's again it's it's deflating to say that you know Patrick Mahomes is simply that inevitable. So I'm going to take the Chiefs and, and ride that until the wheels come off, or until I have a reason not to. Unfortunately. Yeah, RJ, uh, from where you sit, I'll just ask you, what is your opinion on Buffalo? Because, yes, for, for, for decades, we could not get past the Patriots and the Patriots. And, but, but you realize, like, the Bills, talent-wise, were not at the same level. I would make the argument that the Bills really aren't that far off talent-wise, but yet they can't get past, as you say, the boogeyman. What is it going to take, in your opinion, for Buffalo to finally uh, you know, get through here in the AFC? I think something that I'm starting to reckon with more is that sometimes, you know, the better team, even the significantly better team, loses. And I think that that happened in the AFC Championship game. I think that happened in, in the divisional round. And sometimes even the better team or significantly better team can have Lady Luck smile upon them and still lose. I mean, I, I thought the moment the fumble through the end zone happened, as I'm sure you've lamented, um, I thought it was over. I mean, how could it have not been over? Uh, sometimes sports are, are just that cruel. Um, and, and that's, you know, why we care so much. Um, I think Buffalo is, is in a spot similar to Dallas, as, as we've all kind of noted, where you, you, it's a tired expression, but you can't throw the baby out with the bathwater. This is one of the best teams in the NFL. It's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. And odds generally are that if you knock into the door, at some point, Lady Luck will finally smile upon you in the entire way. RJ, it's a treat having you on with us, man. Uh, next time, let's get a, a hard line connection, and, and we appreciate you taking time out of your, your time there in Vegas. Hope you enjoy the rest of your week and the game on Sunday, bud. Appreciate it, guys. Have a great week as well. You got Thanks, it. RJ. You can uh, check out RJ Ochoa. He's blogging the boys SB Nation. Uh, covering the Dallas Cowboys. Nice to have him on here to talk a little bit about uh, Rex Ryan interviewing, reportedly interviewing for the open defensive coordinator position. Yeah, and uh, like RJ said, his morning shift there in a empty radio row there. It's yeah, a, I mean, Maggie and Perloff bit, yeah. are dealing with the same thing. Yeah. I mean, you're talking to an East Coast audience when you're on the West Coast time zone and, and there's nobody up in Vegas when they're doing their show, yet they're doing it. And uh, hey, it all sounds good and it's all exciting. And there's definitely a buzz and a vibe. You can tell when you talk to the people that are in Vegas, uh, whether we, you know, it's PJ who joined us last hour or RJ right there. Yeah, there's there's a lot going on. Wish we had a better reception with RJ. Uh, but that was uh, that was RJ and, and it was great having him on with us here. We're, we're, I, I, actually, I didn't know the rotation here. So it's in New Orleans next year. It seems like it's been a while. It's been a minute since they've been in New Orleans. But then we go back to the West Coast for two more years. Levi's Stadium, SoFi Stadium. Mm-hmm. SoFi is going to have it like once every four years, you figure. And so. New Orleans isn't bad. I mean, like New Orleans is actually a city that is built for this event. Like it is built to host a Super Bowl. It's not my favorite city. It wouldn't be my favorite destination, but... For the Super Bowl and mm. everything that that entails, yeah, it's a pretty good look. It's a pretty good destination. It's it's not Vegas. I think Vegas is going to, when it's said and done, mm-hmm. will eclipse New Orleans as like the league's favorite destination because it was always New Orleans, right? It felt like New Orleans was always hosting. So we're gonna like now that everybody's been handed out a Super Bowl that needs to, right? Like, oh, you built the stadium, yay! Here you get your one Super Bowl. We're not getting a Super Bowl. No, no, we no, you would never oh. get one. But but my question is. Do you have like a rotation every four years you're going to Vegas, every four years you're going to L.A.? Yeah. And then the other two are up for grabs here. Yeah, I think so. 
I think so. I think, you know, SoFi is, is an unbelievable world-class venue. And so they'll, they'll constantly be in the mix. Uh, I think Allegiant Stadium is a great venue and Vegas offers what it offers. I know Miami just had, <laughs> just did the re- renovation, but doesn't the Dolphin Stadium feel like it's falling behind here when you compare the... Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I have a, a, I'm a... That's a little too, uh, too close for me. You know, having gone to that stadium to watch my team lose in the Super Bowl... In the rain. In the rain. It was... It was I would prefer never to talk about a Super Bowl in Miami ever again. We can okay. we can move on. See, like I'm thinking places like Tampa. Will Tampa ever get another one? Uh, hmm. Yeah, I think they probably will. Dallas I, for sure. Yeah. Arthur Blank will get well, a Dallas, Super Bowl. Well, Dallas, why Dallas hasn't had one though in, in a long time. Right. And I think part of that was look, the NFL, not unlike the PJ. We like we were here when the PJ was here. The weather was terrible. The weather was bad in Dallas for Super Bowl uh for that Super Bowl week. And you know, forget about Minnesota. Like you don't ever want to go back to Minnesota in the month of February. So I think there, the weather does play a factor. And and you know, he, just to hear RJ say it's cold in Vegas. Like, what is that cold? Is it fifty degrees, sixty degrees? That's not. That's that's for most of the country. We would take that. So another city too, where you say it's built for it. It's been a few years since they've been in Indy too. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, I think they can satiate Indy by just saying, yeah, we'll keep the combine here yeah, for another couple yeah. of years. You go ahead and host your final fours. We'll, we'll uh, take the Super Bowl elsewhere. Um, hey, uh, speaking of LA, uh, th- this has become official and, and names also of coaching staffs from the Bills gone by. Greg Roman, officially the Chargers offensive coordinator, reuniting with uh, Jim Harbaugh. They worked together uh, in San Francisco all those years ago with Kaepernick, and now... Will Greg Roman break Justin Herbert? <laughs> That'll be an interesting one to watch. I, look, uh, maybe this doesn't work. Maybe Harbaugh, like, okay, I'm, I, you know, doesn't I'm, work. They're going to win not one, not two, multiple championships. They're calling their shot. Why has nobody like drawn the analogy to Terry Pagula for saying something like that? We kill him with like what he said about the Sabers. Oh, I think we're, I think we'll hold them accountable yeah. to those, those words. We're going to win multiple championships. Hey, I mean, it's one thing to say that's our goal. Our goal is to win multiple championships. If 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 you fall short of that, though, you have to be ready to and prepared to back yourself up. Uh, Greg Roman, <laughs> Greg Roman getting a job. Rex Ryan interviewing for a job. And you know what? If Rex were to get that, anybody that gets that job, it's it's actually Rex would be perfect because you know he would still have broadcasting as a fallback. He's been on ESPN this entire time. You don't have to if it, it's not a money issue. Can we just identify that? Because Matt Rex would just do it. Yeah, he would just do it. No question. And if if it all ends after one season, if it all explodes and and everybody's gone, Rex would just go back to ESPN and be fine. But then if Rex really wanted one more kick at the can and now finally the Cowboys get over the hump and I'm like all of a sudden the media star here. Yeah. Like Rex then someday ascends to be the head coach. Yeah. You know what? Worst spots to land when you have one of the best players on the defensive side of the ball in the entire league at your disposal. I think Rex would do okay with Micah Parsons at his disposal. 
Uh, all right, we're going to take a break and come back. We've got happy hour on the way next. We've got a round of shots. We've got last call and time for your phone calls at 585-866-4FAN, 866-4326. Hasn't been made official by the team yet, but the Bills appear to have their new quarterbacks it coach. It was, and yep. Oh, it has been made official. Yeah, and they hired two other coaches. Okay, so we'll break that down here with happy hour next. 866-4FAN, our number, 866-4326. You're listening to the Sports Bar with Danger and Vitaglia. On 95.7 FM and AM 950, The Fan Rochester. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 